0: Welcome to those who have joined us online as well. Glad that you're with us and uh, good to be together today. Um, wow, I just noticed there's a new arrival in church today, another new arrival. Luciana sitting up the back there with Mum Omo. It's so good to see you. Welcome to church today. So let's, let's give them a, a wee welcome today. Wow, I'm amazed. It's just brilliant. Um, uh, I'm going to cut to one of my announcements, which is that at the end of this month, we're going to be doing another baby dedication in the church. So little Kane, who's also up the back at that side, is going to be getting dedicated uh, just in a few weeks' time. So excited about that. Um, So just to remind you also that next week is the deadline for shoeboxes. Um, If you've done a shoebox online, let us know so that we can include it all in our totals um, but the the deadline is next week. If you have any questions about shoeboxes, don't ask me. Okay, ask Tracy, who's sitting up the back with her lovely pink top on. Give us a wave, Tracy. She knows she knows she knows that I'll embarrass her, and I just love doing it. <laughs> but Tracy um, uh, is the person to speak to if you've got any questions about shoeboxes. And um, also, this Friday is United in Prayer. Just I'll talk about that at the end. And this Saturday coming at 11 o'clock in the church here will be our service of Thanksgiving. And um, so I hope that uh, people can plan to come along to that uh, next Saturday, just as we remember people that we've lost in, in the church over the years, and particularly during COVID. And uh, I really hope and pray, I've been praying about this, that it's a really meaningful time. Um, and as we've been preparing for this, I've been thinking about some of the elements of that service. And I know that it will be emotional, but that's okay. It's okay to be emotional. It's o- okay to cry. It's okay—not all tears are bad tears, okay—and that's okay. That's totally okay. So that will be um, on Saturday, and I hope you can come along to that. Um, just a couple of other things. I'm just going to pray uh, for a few people just now. Um, uh, short but good news about Ken Atchison, or uh, one of the missionaries that we support um, in Europe. Um, It says here from Jocelyn, just got this last night, Ken will be home next Thursday after four months in hospital. It's hard to believe that's been four months. Uh, He still has a long way to go uh, up to full recovery. We keep trusting in the Lord. Thank you for your continued prayers. So appreciated. So let's keep praying for Ken and Jocelyn. Um, Also to say that Barbara's uh, nephew passed away, so we're going to be praying for you, um, Barbara and the family and Annette's mum. We we put out an email just saying about Annette's mum. Annette's mum passed away, we just found out this morning, so if we can pray for Annette as well. We're just going to spend a few minutes just praying uh, for people um, who are grieving just now. Um, So let's do that before we come to, to God's Word today. Father, we do come before you, we thank you that we have the access into your throne through prayer the very throne room of God, and Lord, we come on behalf of others who need a touch in their bodies from you. Lord, I know there are people online with us today who need a touch in their bodies, who need a miracle, and Father, we pray that the miracle would come. Lord, we pray that you would just open up the gates of heaven, and Father, that you'd pour out healing power, that you'd pour out your miracles. And so, Father, we know that there are those who are in need. Lord, there are many needs in the church, and Father, we pray that as we press into you, that you would meet those needs. Father, that we would ask, that we would seek, that we would knock, and that we would keep on asking, and keep on seeking, and keep on knocking. And Lord, we pray that you'd meet every need which is there, which is present, felt, that need which we have, Father. And Lord, we just remember those uh, like Ken today who need a touch in their body, and Jocelyn as she supports them. Lord, we just ask that your hand would be upon them, and Lord, we ask that you would minister deep into his body and bring healing. Father, for those in the room today who need healing, Father, we pray that you'd come by your Spirit, and that just that healing would just come down from heaven, and descend, and Father, just rest upon those who need it today. And Father, we pray that it would flow in this place. Lord, for Barbara and the family, Lord, we remember them, and Tom, and Lord, we just ask that you would just comfort them at this difficult time uh, of loss, And for Annette, Father, and her family, Lord, as they go through a time of loss as well. Father, as people grieve, Lord, we pray that you'd be a comfort. And Lord, for all who grieve, Lord, we pray that you'd be a comfort. Lord, we know there are many in our church who are still in that place of grieving. Father, we pray that you'd be a comfort. Lord, that we would be still and know that you're God. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would just be so close to us. May your presence just be tangibly felt right next to us father in us moving through us filling us and and just just doing something within us and igniting something within our imaginations and in our minds and father creating hope and stirring up expectation in our hearts today in Jesus name we ask amen amen we're going to read from God's word Acts chapter 12 if you want to turn to that Um, yes I'm going to go to Acts chapter 12 here in my Bible and read that out and just give me a little second because I haven't actually selected this already remember the days when people used to rustle, rustle, rustle as people were looking up their Bibles Um, let me just tell you I had an experience just a couple of weeks ago in Treasure Kids um, and we opened up the Bible to read a passage from scripture with the kids and I realised there was two things wrong one I didn't have my reading glasses on and I couldn't see a thing. And two, there wasn't enough light and I couldn't see anything because there wasn't enough light. I'm like, for goodness sake, I'm getting past it. <clears throat> Don't think so. Um, who said that? Anne Edmondson, Hecklin from the congregation. Let's read from Acts chapter 12. This is an incredible story. And the title of what I want to talk about today is Breakthrough Prayer. You can see that on the screen. And I'm reading this passage because it's an example of what I'm going to share about today. About that time, King Herod laid violent hands upon some who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, killed with the sword. After he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. And this was during the festival of unleavened bread when he had seized him. He put him in prison and handed him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him. Intending to bring him out to the people after the Passover. While Peter was kept in prison, the church prayed fervently to God for him. Verse 6 The very night before Herod was going to bring him out, Peter, bound with two chains, was sleeping between two soldiers while guards in front of him, uh, sorry, in front of the door were keeping watch over the prison. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him up, saying, get up quickly. And the chains fell off his wrists. The angel said to him, fasten your belt and put on your sandals. He did so. Then he said to him, wrap your cloak around you and follow me. Peter went out and followed him. He did not realize that what was happening with the angel's help was real. He thought that he was seeing a vision. After he had passed The first and second guard, they came before the iron gate leading into the city. It opened for them of its own accord. They went outside and walked along the lane when suddenly the angel left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hands of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting." As soon as he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, and where many had gathered and were praying. When he knocked at the outer gate, a maid named Rhoda came to answer. On recognizing Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the gate, she ran in and announced that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you're out of your mind. But she insisted that it was so, and they said, it's his angel. She was. I think I would find it easier to find that Peter had been delivered from uh, from prison than it was an angel looking like Peter. Anyway, that's another story. I wonder if I've got an angel that looks like me. That would be funny, yeah. That would be scary. Uh, Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the gate, they saw him and were amazed. He motioned to them with his hand to be silent and described for them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he added, tell this to James and to the believers. Then he left and went to another place. When morning came, there was no small commotion amongst the soldiers over what had become of Peter. When Herod searched for him and could not find him, he examined the guards and ordered them to be put to death. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and stayed there. I'm so glad I didn't live in those days. Wow, I'm glad I wasn't a soldier in those days. It must have been horrendous where am I going today? I'm talking about breakthrough prayer today. Last week was a little bit different, just responding to something which we felt God had been saying into the life of the church, and just kind of hearing that whisper, you know, hearing the voice of God, hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, is like catching a whisper on the air. Have you ever been in a place where you can hear things happening in the distance? I remember sitting on top of a hill, and just taking time out with God. And far away I could hear things in the distance. People working machinery and chainsaws going and, and tractors moving away down in the valley. And it was like, you felt so far away from it. It was like a little whisper. But it was there. And you could go, "Why? I can see it. It's real. And I, I just have this sense that that's how God speaks to us. It's like a whisper that we catch on the air. It's just something bringing something into our hearts. And we hear the voice of God. Like last week, I don't know if you remember last week when we were praying at the end of the worship, I talked about the fire which was outside and the, the embers which were in the fire, and the fire was still going, the embers were still red, even though it was raining, do you remember that? And after the service, Angela came and said to me, see when you said that, that really resonated with me, because when I came into church this morning, I could see like little fires all over the place. And I just felt it was a confirmation of what God was saying. There are little fires in our hearts where God is stirring something up and he wants to just come and breathe in that and breathe life into that and put fuel onto it and cause something to happen in our church. You just hear that little voice, that little whisper of God in the air and it's like, we need to do something about this. And it's been like that as I've been thinking about breakthrough prayer as well. And... As I prepared for this message, I thought, this is what God is saying. I was like, this is this little voice on the wind. It's that gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit. And after I began to prepare, I had such serious doubts in my head about what I was going to do and what I was going to speak on on Sunday. It's like, that's a load of rubbish. I'm like, where did that come from? I heard another voice on the wind. And it wasn't the voice of the Holy Spirit this time. But I had such a battle just kind of preparing this word and it was like wow what's what's going on here and it was just that little whisper of the holy spirit you need to think about breakthrough prayer we need to get involved in breakthrough prayer and on friday not last friday but the one before i was talking to bobby in the church we were at toddler group and i was chatting to bobby and i said bobby i think this is what god is saying to me about prayer and Bobby, you've been doing a great job in leading us in prayer, let me just say. And the way God is using you in that is amazing. And I'm watching, I'm watching the fire getting bigger and bigger and bigger in your life as God's stirring you up to pray, and it's been incredible to watch that. And that's one example of the fire just kind of coming up. And I was talking to Bobby, I was like, I feel that we need to pray in such a way that we break through. Pray in a way where... We, we, we're kind of wrestling with what is happening and praying on through until we come to a conclusion. And, uh, and, and that really resonated with Bobby as well. And independent of this, Jean was having a conversation with Mary about the need in a certain situation to keep praying and focus praying until we come to a conclusion in that. And I thought, wow, that's really interesting. There's a little voice on the wind here. And I think God is speaking to us as a church about breakthrough prayer. And then, after all that, during the week, at the start of this week, I was in my devotions and I came to Acts chapter 12, which I've just read there, and I came to this verse, Acts chapter 12, verse 5, where it says, So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The church was earnestly praying to God for him. And that's where I want to focus today. Earnest prayer, breakthrough prayer. Prayer where we come together and we're here to do business with God and we're here until we break through in a certain area in prayer. My mind went back to a time in this church many years ago, and there's a young lady called Michelle, Alana's sister who was part of our church at that time, and she had a horrendous car accident. And I sent her a little text saying, Michelle, when did that happen? And lo and behold, it was 28 years ago last week. 28 years ago last week. And Michelle was in a critical condition. And I remember there were times in the life of this church where the phone would go in the middle of the night, and we would come down, and we'd be in that lounge through there, and we'd be praying for Michelle because her life was at a critical state. And we prayed And God answered the prayers. We responded and there was earnest prayer. There was fervent prayer into a specific situation until God came through and answered that prayer. And God did answer answer that prayer. And we were chatting on text messages uh, during the week there, just, just chatting. Another young lady that we met yesterday when we went to a Leaders' Day in Aberdeen, who was there serving... And years and years ago, we gathered in Walter and Ann Carroll's house, and we worshipped together, and we prayed for this girl. And she's still here today. She was in a critical state, and she's still here today. And I, I know that there are people today who have experienced God's power at work in their lives. And we're going to maybe ask some of those folks to talk about what God's doing in their life and what God has done, and just an answer to prayer, because God has been answering prayers. We've. We've just heard things even just this week where it's like, wow, God's answered prayer there. That's amazing. And we're seeing his, we're seeing his hand at work. But I, I just want to encourage us because we've come together and we've prayed and there have been times when God hasn't answered the prayer we wanted. Not, he's, a, he's not answered the prayer that we wanted it to. The way he... You know what I'm trying to say, don't you? He's not answered our prayer the way we felt we wanted it to be answered. Okay? I want to encourage us that we need to remain undeterred in fervent and earnest breakthrough prayer. We need to remain undeterred. We need to stay focused and keep pressing in to all that God has for us. Think about this situation back at the birth of the church where Peter is in prison. And you can only imagine what the church must have felt like at that point in time. It was only a year before that that Stephen who was the first Christian martyr had been stoned to death and you read Stephen's speech he laid it on the line he said this is what this is our history as Jewish people and this is what you've done to the Messiah and they actually took up stones and they began to stone him and he died and now here we are a year later and James who was one of the 12 disciples has been killed by the sword by this King Herod And when Herod learns that it's pleased the people, he says, oh, I'm going to have more of this. Who can we get next? Let's put Peter in prison. Let's do the same to him. And here's Peter in this situation in prison. And what happens is that the church begins to gather and to pray for Peter. They think, we can't have this happen again. We need to get involved in earnest and fervent prayer. And that's what they did. And really when it talks about earnest prayer, it's talking about, extensive prayer. It's, it's, it's prayer where you, you, you just keep going until you know that you've covered all the bases. It's like, I don't know how you visualize things when you're praying, but that we can pray for things and we can come away from the place of prayer before we're finished praying. It happens all the time and it happens with me as well. But we need to learn to listen to what God is saying and pray on through until we get the breakthrough. And I want to just share a few points about what I feel is involved in breakthrough prayer. The first one is that breakthrough prayer requires purpose. And in a commentary that I was reading about that word fervent, it says this, In view of the great danger of Peter, the unceasing prayer made made for him by the church is also fervent, since the church knows what it's praying for. Often we can repeat, we just kind of pray in sort of a random general like, you know, bless we Jimmy down the street. And it's like, well, how do you want me to bless me Jimmy down the street? Let's be more specific here. We need a purpose when it comes to praying. We need to be specific in our praying. When something happens in the life of the church and we come together to pray, we have a clear purpose. We know what we're praying for. Last Tuesday at our prayer gathering, we were praying for our kids for our toddlers, our children, our young people, and our young adults, and it got a bit frustrating because the technology seemed to be going a bit weird. And I'm thinking we've not finished praying this through, and so we're going to do it again this Thursday, Tuesday, okay? Tuesday, seven o'clock on Zoom. We're going to do it again because I just I, I kind of thought we've not prayed this through. There are things that we've missed. We've not prayed it through. We're going to we're going to focus on it again but we need to know what we're praying for. There needs to be a clear purpose. And in this case, it was Peter in prison. And in this case, God answered the prayer by sending an angel to miraculously deliver Peter. And God can send his angels to miraculously deliver us, I believe it, 100%. There's a clear purpose for breakthrough prayer. The second thing is that breakthrough prayer requires us to be responsive I've used this analogy before. Emotions come up as a result of something, don't they? When we hear a beautiful piece of music and tears run down our face, it's like, it's like just something about music that connects with us and resonates. And emotions, something causes it. And I think when the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives, it causes a response in us that elicits prayer. Let me give you an example of a response. When I worked in Mitsubishi, we had a laboratory area, lab, lab, not laboratory, laboratory area. And just checking, I'm getting my words right. And up above our lab, there was a storage area where there was machines and equipment, all bits and pieces. And two of the maintenance guys were up in that little attic space. And one of them banged his head off a light fitting, off a fluorescent light fitting. And he was like, oh, oh, my head. And the other maintenance guy just went like that, boot, and kicked him in the shin. And he was like, ah, what did you do that for? He says, well, you can't feel your head now, can you? (laughs) True story. I worked beside some crazy people in Mitsubishi. When something happens, there's a reaction. When you bang your head, I hope, I hope it's a good reaction that comes out. I hope you don't use bad words when you bang, bang your head or something like that. Or somebody kicks you in the shin. Um, there should be a good response. Um, it's like, ouch, that was sore. Um, but when something happens, there's a response, there's a reaction. There can be a physical and emotional reaction where where... We respond to what's happening. And what I'm trying to get to is here that in our spirits, our spirits need to be able to be responsive to what God is saying. Hearing that little whisper on the wind, it's like, this is how I want you to pray into that situation. We need to pray with passion. Breakthrough prayer requires passion. If we're just kind of like sallying along, and we're kind of like easy-ozy, and it's like, okay, we'll pray for... We Jimmy down the street, God bless him. He's a nice wee guy. And we're kind of like really laid back. It's like, or we Jimmy down the street. is going through a really difficult time. We're like, Lord, we Jimmy down the street needs a breakthrough. He needs a healing. He needs whatever he needs, right? And, and something within us goes to a different level when we pray with passion. And, and, and I think God responds to the passion in our hearts, We can pray in such an abstract way for people and situations and things. And I think God must say, do you really mean what you're saying? Are you really serious about asking what you're asking? Because you don't sound serious to me. Think about the situation in the Old Testament, in the book of Esther, where the whole nation is threatened with genocide. What do they do? They respond. And they respond with passion. The whole nation begins to fast and to pray. For deliverance and God brings deliverance in the situation. Sometimes things need to be so bad for us before we will actually have some sort of passion and respond the way that we should. The fourth thing about breakthrough prayer is that it requires us to listen. And I emphasize the importance of listening last week. Listening to those little whispers on the air. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to us, and we need to develop an ear to listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've ever been in a prayer meeting, and there's a kind of awkward silence. Have you ever been in a prayer meeting that's like, would somebody just pray? That reminds me of an advert, but it's just eat, isn't it? Anyway, would somebody just pray? It's like, why is nobody praying? Do we not Is God not saying anything to us? It's like, why is nobody praying in this prayer meeting? It's like, ah, it's like pulling teeth. It's like, let's get some passion about us and let's pray. But then you're in other prayer meetings where nobody's praying and you go, wow, God's here. The Holy Spirit's moving and something's happening. And we're listening to, we're just listening for what the Holy Spirit's going to say next. And and where should we go? Rather than just charging on and praying for whatever we feel we should pray for. Let me give you an example about taking the time to listen. And Jean, I have a huge respect for your prayer uh, life and you're a prayer warrior in the church. And I, I know I feel your prayers very often. I feel your prayers, Jean. And there was an occasion way, way back, many, many years ago, when our daughter was still inside the womb and there was a problem. I should have got Mary to come and tell this story. Do you want to come up and tell a story? No? How would you come and tell a story? Yes! Live church. Live church. Yes.
1: That's so like it. Oh. So to cut a long story short, because Stevie will get it wrong. Because he does. He just he just gets it wrong. He just gets these things wrong because he can't remember. So to cut a very long story, very short. Very, very early stages of pregnancy, we were in a women's prayer meeting in the wee hall. Um, and um, early stages of pregnancy, bleeding very, very badly and everybody's praying that this bleeding stops and Jean Carroll comes along to me and says, I'm sensing that we have to pray that the bleeding doesn't stop and I'm like, wait a minute <laughs> so I'm like, okay Jean, I trust you, let's pray you go for it, you pray that the bleeding stops and I'll pray that if you're wrong, that God bypasses it. (coughs) And goes up to the hospital the next time. And basically, Jean was praying in the spirit because there was a blood clot and it had to continue to bleed. It had to continue to bleed, but very slowly. Very, very slowly. Because if it had stopped, it was attached to the pregnancy sac and it would have burst and it would have brought the pregnancy sac with it. And Sarah wouldn't have been here today. That was that was it in a, sh- in a nutshell. So there you go. Thank
0: you, Mary. I did say she'd be able to explain it a lot better than me. She was there. Um, and it's just that ability to develop an ear to what is God saying in this situation. So when we're praying, what's God saying? Let's listen in our prayer. Not an awkward silence, but a holy hush where it's like, Let's just listen to what the Holy Spirit wants to say. And then the last thing is that breakthrough prayer requires us to exhaust all possible prayer avenues. And I don't know that we necessarily do that. It's praying until you know you've prayed everything through and you come to an end and you go, do you know, I think it's time to finish now. We've, we've prayed for everything that we need to pray for. With that sense that you've just kind of, connected with God and what he's wanting to do in this situation and really it comes down to it comes down to well, what do we do about things like this I, I really feel that this is something that God is speaking into the life of our church about I've not even spoken to the leaders about this yet um, but it's something that I feel God is saying into the life of the church I'm encouraging us to weigh it up and ask you really the question is God calling us to a different level of prayer I think God is speaking to us and calling us to a different level of prayer. We've been praying for all sorts of things, and we've been seeing God answer them. But I think there's a different level of prayer that God's going to require of us before we move into all that he has for us. I really feel that this is an opportune season for the church. The word opportunity comes from the Latin ob portus, which means favorable wind. And when there's a favourable wind, what do you do? You get the sails up and you start sailing. This is an opportunity for the church. Let me give you another example about breakthrough prayer. I read this just this week, and it's talking about national prayer. We thought maybe, maybe we'd be called to national prayer during the pandemic, but we didn't because perhaps our nation has kind of lost sight of the fact that God can come deliver us. Listen to what this is. Listen to this. that I read this just this week. A terrible war had been followed by a harsh winter. Trade was poor, money was scarce, and food, fuel, and other essentials were in short supply. Does it sound familiar? We're in crisis, people. Extraordinary measures seemed necessary. So the king on the advice of his archbishop and chief minister, summoned his people to observe a day of prayer to Almighty God. In every community in the kingdom, large congregations attended special religious services, and in London, the king and queen joined other leaders of the realm in worship at St. Paul's Cathedral. That was in 1947. A few years earlier, listen to this, another example of a call to national prayer And this is what happened. It was the 26th of May, 1940. And part of me shares this today because we are remembering people who have served in our country and given their lives for our country. But they were called to a national time of prayer. It was the time of the evacuation of the soldiers and troops at Dunkirk. And it was a pivotal time in World War II. And significant things happened. Two significant things happened as a result of the nation coming together to pray, listen to this, a storm broke out over Flanders and the Luftwaffe was unable to take off because they were going to come and attack those at Dunkirk. At the same time, and this is what the Daily Telegraph reports on the 8th of July, 1940, those who are accustomed to the channel testified to the strangeness of this calm they are deeply impressed by the phenomenon of nature by which it became possible for the tiny craft to go back and forth in safety. So simultaneously there's a storm that stops planes from taking off, and there's a cam that allows little boats to sail them back and forth across the channel, so that an estimated three hundred and thirty five thousand soldiers could be rescued, as opposed to twenty to thirty thousand. That's incredible. Is that a coincidence? Why is it that the more we pray, and the more we pray intensely, the more coincidences happen? Is that isn't that just strange? And I wonder, I wonder how will we respond? What what's going on, and how will we respond to it? I believe that the church, and I'm not just talking about this church. I'm talking about the church in a nation needs to wake up and needs to rise up. It's a time like no other in our nation. And there's a higher king by far who's watching, who's waiting and looking and listening for the church to respond. There's a king who's waiting on the church to respond. I believe God is watching and waiting. He's stirring up the church. I believe God is stirring up the church just now. I'm praying with other leaders from other churches, other denominations, and I hear a little voice in the wind. God is stirring up the church to begin to pray. And we're praying the same things, Things we were praying for on Thursday There, I heard yesterday at a leaders meeting in Aberdeen. I believe the church needs to wake up and rise up because God's watching and waiting. He's looking and listening for a church to respond. For the leaders of groups in this church, if you want to see fruit that will last all the way through to eternity, leaders, you need to pray over the work that you're involved in. You need to pray breakthrough prayer. Sometimes it's breakthrough until you see God move in situations. It's been happening in the life of the church, and it needs to happen even more. Individuals in the church today, you have needs. There are things going on in your lives. Some people are facing situations where you need breakthrough prayer. That's what you're needing. You are needing a few people to come together and to stand alongside you, metaphorically. You could be sitting, it's okay, but you know what I mean. People to come alongside you who will get where you're at and who will agree to pray with you in a way that will bring breakthrough. Little groups praying together. There are times where we will need to come together as the church to pray through things till we get to a place of breakthrough. And I just felt to share this today and I hope it's okay. I hope you hear where I'm coming from in my heart today. Because I'm now talking about this church specifically. And there are some in this church family that could have felt quite legitimately at one point in time that we could have walked away and go somewhere else, but we've stayed. And our staying is an act of faith, and a declaration of intent that we desire to fulfill the purpose of God for this fellowship. We're here, we've chosen to be here, we've chosen to stay because God has a purpose for this church and we want to be part of that purpose. Every church has seasons and those who are older in the life of this church will know the seasons that the church has been through. This church started as a church plant from Hart Hill just along the road back in 1977, and it grew rapidly. And then there were times where that growth would be consolidated. There were times where we would just settle down and think, well, what's, what's next? Where are we going? There were times of great works, and they are great works. And this is what I just felt so impressed by the Holy Spirit to say, that we're at a junction in the life of this church where God is wanting to do a new thing. These are for such a time as these times. The devil wants to stop this church from fulfilling our God-given destiny. Therefore, watch, pray, listen, resist, and act. I'm going to put this up on the screen. That's a screenshot of my notes from this morning. And as I sat yesterday at a Leader's Day in Aberdeen, I heard on three occasions that phrase being used, for such a time as this. And I thought, if I had to say to people that that was in my notes, they probably wouldn't believe me. So I took a screenshot of my notes, unedited this morning. I added some things in bold after I took that screenshot. But that's how it is. That we're at a junction in the life of this church where God is wanting to do a new thing. These are for such a time as this, Times and the devil wants to stop this church from fulfilling our God given destiny. Therefore, watch, pray, listen, resist, act. I feel this is a word for the church today. God is looking for us to respond today. And last week, I asked people to respond by standing at the end of the service. And many people stood at the end of the service last week. Just living out the overflow. We want God to do something in us where we begin to live out the overflow of what God's doing in us. And today's message is related to that. And today's message also demands a response. But it's not a response of standing at the end of a service. It's a response of doing something tangible to say, I agree. When somebody finishes praying and we say amen, we're saying, I agree. Today, if you agree with what I'm saying, then it will involve action. And I'm going to put some things up on the screen. This Friday night, we have the opportunity to come together with churches from all across our nation in Scotland. Excuse me, in Scotland. And it's called United in Prayer. And the little strapline under it says, it's time to unlock the church. And the church will be unlocked when we begin to get God's heart and when we begin to pray and when we begin to respond to what God is doing, just like the embers in the fire. <clears throat> I encourage you, I've emailed this out to the church, I encourage you to be part of this evening. It's called United in Prayer. This, this Tuesday we'll join together again in prayer on Zoom and we're going to focus again on the younger generations in church life. We want to be a multi-generational church. But this is an opportunity to focus on the lower end. I also want to encourage you about another thing that we've began to do in the life of the church called the Encounter Evening. It's on the 29th of November, just to the end of this month, where we'll come together. We'll meet in this room. We'll worship together. We will be expecting God to move and come and meet us in the church. That's why it's called Encounter Evening. We want to encounter the Holy Spirit. We want to encounter all that God wants to do for us, all that God wants to do for you. And our response is not stand up in a meeting. It's not raise a hand. Our response is we need to change our diaries. That's the response. We need to change our calendars. We need to put something in It says we are shifting our resources, we are shifting our priorities, we're shifting our energy into this particular aspect of church life. And when we begin to do that, God will come and answer the prayers. He's not going to answer the prayers that we're not praying. He's not going to fill people who are not hungry. It's those who are hungry and thirsty that God will come and fill. And if you want it, God will do it. And I think that I, I really feel with all my heart that God wants to move us into a new season where God wants to do unprecedented things. We've been through unprecedented days. God wants to do a new thing. And the response is a change in the calendar. Don't be challenged and put off by prayer. It's not rocket science. It's about a bit of relationship. It's about a bit of relationship with God. We don't need to come and think, well, I don't know how to pray and I can't pray out loud and blah, 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 blah. I remember the first time in a prayer meeting as a young adult, still a teenager, going to the prayer meeting with my dad in the Baptist church in Shettleston. I remember the first time I prayed out loud in the prayer meeting. My heart was gone 20 to the dozen inside me. I was like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, oh,
1: It's
0: all shaking. It's like, oh. And then I prayed out loud and I was like, I did it. I did it. It's great, I did it. It was like, and, uh, and, but, it, but it was so simple. It was just, here's my chance to be part of what God is doing in this world through prayer. And it was amazing. It was just amazing. It's not rocket science. <laughs> you don't need to have all the answers. Gee whiz, I'm leading this church and I don't have all the answers. I'm finding the answers, I'm going along in answer to prayer. I want to encourage us to respond by changing our calendars changing our diaries. Is this making sense to everyone today? Yeah. Let's just pray as we finish off our time together, for those who are online as well. And um, Let's just finish our time together by praying. And remember that our response is a very tangible, practical response. Father, we thank you for the way that you answer prayer. Lord, we know there have been times we've prayed and you've not answered the way we would have liked you to. Father, we know we've walked through difficult paths. Father, we've walked through the valley of the shadow of death. And Father, we know we know what it's like. We've endured many things as a congregation. We've been through a difficult season. And Lord, we know that there'll be seasons that are difficult in the life of the church in the future. But Lord, we're coming to you and recognizing that through every danger, toil and snare, we have already come and you've been with us there. Lord, you have never left us, you've never forsaken us. And Father, we just ask uh, that you would come and that you do your work in this church. Father, we welcome you into this church to, to do what you want to do, to take us into the new season, Father, that you would just do your work in us. And that, Father, you would just cause something to stir up within our hearts today. Father, may we hear the whisper on the wind. May we be prompted by your Spirit to respond. May we respond by giving ourselves to you, Father, by changing our priorities. By changing our schedules. By adding things into our diary. And adding things into our heart. Lord we pray that you would lead us in all this. Lord help us to test. What's been said and shared today. And Father to just. Work out what it is you're saying to us. in, In practical terms. Lord what does this mean in practical terms. As we pray together. What does it mean for this situation or that situation. For this person or that person. To come And to pray and to pray in a way where we break through lord we've been singing about breakthrough talking about breakthrough for many years now and lord we pray that you would just do that work in our hearts that would prayerfully seek that breakthrough lord that you'd come and lead us into all that you have for us as a church so father we ask these things in jesus name and lord we, we just pray for everyone who's here today whether in person or online. Father, we ask that you would bless them with just a hunger and a passion and a desire for you. Father, that you would just bless them with peace in the difficult situations where there are troubles, where there are trials, where there are things going on. Father, we pray, bless them with peace. Bless them with an understanding of your presence in the middle of that situation. And Father, we pray, lead us and guide us into all that you have for us as individuals, as families, as ministries in the church, for the kids, for the older folks, for, the, for whatever it is, Father, we just pray uh, that you just bless every ministry with fruitfulness, fruit that will last into eternity. And so, Father, we pray, just lead us and guide us into all that this day has for us. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you, and have a fantastic day and a safe journey home. Yes? Sure.